Alright, good morning everybody. Today is Wednesday, December 6, 2021. Gotta get used to saying that because normally I say 2020, but it's good that uh, that 2020 is, is over with, right? So anyways, what we're going to be talking about today is a few different things. A um, handful of things going on around the world. Other things uh, going on more in the West. But anyways... A new report has come out indicating that the virus came from a lab in Wuhan. Now, a handful, and actually I would even dare to handful is a bit of a reserved word. I would even dare to say more, but a large percentage of scientists around the world have come out saying that they would like to know more about the specifics and the specificity of the way in which the bi- the virus, excuse me, is composed of its composition. Now, I'm not a scientist, don't claim to be, I'm not a doctor, nothing by any means. However, what we have to understand here is that there have been studies and reports that have not been pushed by the mainstream media, by the way, that have suggested and directly stated that the virus itself is of that of natural origin, but certain compositions within the virus indicate that it was manipulated by man artificially within a lab. Now... The mainstream media is not reporting this. They won't even touch on it. They completely ignore. You might have heard like Jim Acosta on CNN say it like, (laughs) I think like two months ago or three months ago, if that. But they won't report it. They won't say these things. When in the Netherlands, in Sweden, in Denmark, when they hold these types of, or in Norway, when doctors hold these press conferences and say that, listen, we're not sure about the vaccine, we want to know more about the origin of the virus, gets completely ignored and washed out by mainly the the vast sums of the European news and the Western news, right? So that's one aspect. Now, the next thing is that based off the time I am recording this, which is, yeah, pretty early in the morning, it does look like right now the Republicans have lost the Senate. Both Georgia runoff Senate candidates seem to have lost. Um, look, you got to... You got to prepare for either way. I mean, there are already allegations of voter fraud in Georgia, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that it's. I'm not going to rule it out completely, uh, by any means or by any mean uh, any stretch of the word or the imagination. But it's hard to say. It's too early. The votes haven't even been officially certified in Georgia yet, right? So these are just general predictions and consensuses from the mainstream media establishment corporations, which they shouldn't always be believed, by the way. But anyways, it has been reported particularly in the last 24 hours, that if you ask Siri or your iPhone for directions to Washington, D.C., it's going to say that it cannot find directions or it has trouble finding directions. And the reason why is because, allegedly, this is a bit of a conspiracy occurring, but I don't, I could really see this happening. Apparently, they're trying to, these major tech companies have been ordered to attempt to deter people from going to Washington, D.C. to prevent them from going to the pro-Trump rally or protest ironic that it happens the same time that this pro-trump rally is going on on the fifth and the sixth right so well i mean take that as you will it's not for me to tell you guys what to think the next thing is that china has denied the who the world health organization access to investigate the wuhan lab yeah no shit you think they're going to let them in i mean like they're they're acting like this is breaking news al jazeera is like oh my god look they won't let them in yeah obviously they're not gonna let them in it's common sense you think china of all people, or of all countries, rather, my apologies, is going to let that happen? No. They want to keep this quiet. That's it. The virus, everyone knows about the virus. The vaccine's here. You got, you know, inoculate everyone, vaccinate everyone, and that's it. Simple. The next thing is that 
It's been reported by the mainstream media that Mike Pence cannot influence the outcome of the election and that his position to certify the electoral votes today are just ceremonial. Now, ultimately, many news articles are saying that Pence is torn between making Trump president again and just following the rules of the traditional ceremony of the vice president in the Senate. However, if Pence is torn between these two things, then the question then becomes, doesn't that validate the first option, which is that in theory you would want to make Trump or keep Trump as president. And I say this not because I am, excuse me, not because I am in favor of Trump and not because I'm against him, but because when we take a look at the fact that it is certainly possible, it has happened in the past where the vice president, who is the president of the Senate, has turned down and refused to certify certain electoral votes. It has happened. Now, yes, it happened in the late 1800s. So this is not really anything new. However, as of lately, particularly in the modern history, last hundred years or so, it's been said that the vice president's role in certifying the Electoral College is strictly ceremonial, right? It is strictly symbolic. It's up for debate. Trump and Pence apparently had a lunch yesterday. Trump tried to tell Pence, well, if you don't at least give it a shot, then it's going to look bad on your reputation and all that. We'll see what Pence does today because for the first time ever, people are actually going to be watching a certification of electoral votes within Congress, which is going to be really interesting. (laughs) So the next thing is that Dr. Dre is in the hospital from a brain aneurysm. Okay, I'm just going to report these things, which I don't even think I should, but I mean, okay. Like his music, seems like a pretty cool guy. I wish him the best. It's as simple as that. There's far more important things going on in the world. Not trying to undermine him or talk shit about him. But at the same time, it's being reported in the mainstream media, so I just figured I'd cover it. The next thing, and I I do wish him the best. I truly do. The next thing is Kim Kardashian and Kanye are getting a divorce. Ooh, big surprise there. (laughs) So I'm not going to even spend more than 10 seconds covering this, so... Long story short, anyone from a mile away could have seen this coming. Look, they're exactly what's wrong with this world. And at the same time, we can't necessarily blame them. We have to blame the people that give them attention. So that's all I'm going to say about that. The next thing is that Hong Kong police arrested dozens of pro-democracy protesters and activists. Now, China, this is is nothing new. The the way that they operate, the things that they do, it's either you, you abide by what they say or you don't. And if you don't, you disappear. I'm not saying they kill them, but they try to deter and suppress the people and oppress them as much as they possibly can, right? So that's nothing new. The next thing is that in the Netherlands, 87,000 nurses refuse to take the vaccine. This video seems to be going viral all over the internet on different social media platforms as well. I don't know how much traction it will pick up, but what does it tell you when 87,000 nurses don't want to take the vaccine? Whether it's because they don't trust it or they want to know more or they believe personally that based on their their opinion and their views on the way that they've been handling things, that the virus is no more dangerous than your traditional form of the flu. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, if the virus is real, which YouTube says I have to say it is, so if the virus is, since the virus is real, it, it only adds to the list of things that are just going to make things worse in terms of little sicknesses like the cold or the flu or pneumonia or bronchitis or things like this at the end of the day if look if people don't want to take the vaccine then don't don't force them like don't i've said this many times in my morning episodes don't uh don't force inoculate them don't say okay if you want to get on a plane not only do you have to have to take a positive test you have to take sorry a test showing you're positive but you also have to have the vaccine in your vaccine card your vaccine id card 
I don't know. It's just way too like eighty-seven thousand nurses, not eighty-seven hundred, not eighty-seven, not eight. Eighty-seven thousand nurses. Now we can argue at the same time and play devil's advocate because that's what I'm trying to do with these warning episodes. We can say, okay, look, Dave, you know these nurses are nurses. They're not doctors. They're not biologists. They're not infectious disease experts. They're scientists. Fair. Granted, I agree with that. However, eighty-seven thousand nurses. Clearly, there's there's a very strong proponent for some type of message to be portrayed that the media in the West is not portraying here. Okay, th- th- that's it's as simple as that. That's the way that I see it. I'm not saying they know more or they know better than the doctors or the biologists or the scientists or the infectious disease experts. I'm just saying 87,000 is a big number, man. So take that as you will. The next thing is that Julian Assange, even though he was being held from being extradited from the UK to the US. He was just denied bail as reported this morning. I guess the UK is playing the cards close to the chest in the sense that metaphorically, they're literally trying to be as careful as they can because they are partnered with the United States since the end of the war, of the war or during the war, since World War II, they've been very, very close as well. Again, uh, England, the US and Israel, those three are very, very close. They do keep secrets from one another, don't get me wrong, but I think the UK does not want to appear to make it seem like they're granting Assange bail and making it seem like he can be a free man in England. I think that's what what's coming here. I think that's what it seems like, right? Now, yes, the UK is not just England, it's Ireland, you know, it's, it's a bunch of different countries, you know, Wales, Scotland, but and all that, but if I'm not mistaken, and if I made a mistake for saying that off the top of my head, I apologize, but the whole point here is that, look, we're not going to extradite him because we know the U.S. is going to just ruthlessly destroy him in court and just, at this point, you know, probably kill him in a mental sense, right, which is ultimately maybe even worse than killing someone physically because when you kill him physically, at least that's it, they're done, right, they're dead. If you kill someone slowly mentally or you, you torture them mentally, it's just constant suffering. So the U.K., they understand that, they see that. There, it's like having a, a best friend who's who likes to fight. He's a good friend, yeah, but you know he likes to fight, so you're not going to put him near people he can fight. It's as simple as that, right? So I can understand that. The next thing is that EU regulators gave approval for Moderna's vaccine, which I think is the second vaccine to be approved in addition to the Pfizer vaccine in Europe. Look, it was bound to happen. At this point, the question just becomes how many people want to take it. And then the question becomes that we have to look even further, more in the long term, the next two, three to five years is we then have to ask how many companies, corporations, places of business, places of travel, places of worship are probably not places of worship, but you know what I mean? How many major parts of our lives that affect us are going to say, no, you got to have your vaccine ID card, right? That, that's, that's one thing, or that's the main thing, really. The next thing is that Kim Jong-un admitted his economic plan had failed in almost all areas in the last five years. So he had set out, I believe, in 2014 or 2015 to put together an economic plan to excel the growth of North Korea. Now, how do you do that? And I mean this literally. And if I uh, don't have the full picture here, please correct me, guys. But how do you do that when you're starving your own people? Your own soldiers look like they're starving. You ever see any videos from the the, the state-run media? It's terrible. You look at these soldiers and it's like they're, they're anorexic. And you look at the people, it's like they're not even alive. So how do you expect economic plans to work if you're not feeding your people the thing that literally keeps them alive? You know, like food? <laughs> so I, I don't know. But again, maybe the two are not even correlated. But I just wanted to say like, like Christ, man, like you're not feeding your soldiers. What did you expect? 
Because maybe the people at the top who are being fed, the, the, the people of importance, the ones that are in charge of big business in North Korea, if that's even a thing, or the politicians or the regulators, if they do their job, yeah. But it doesn't work if the bottom half of that pyramid scheme, and it's terrible to say, but it's true, if the bottom half of the pyramid scheme, which is the population of the average citizen, is not being fed. Because if they're not being fed, they got no energy to work. And if they don't work, how are you going to stimulate the economy? I don't know. That's just the way that I see it. He can he can flaunt the nukes all he wants, but like, look, it's I mean, people have made nuclear reactors in their houses the way I see it. So like, look, at the end of the day, do they obviously have major capability of nuclear uh, warheads? Sure, they do. But I don't see it. I don't see anything dramatic occurring in the sense that like it's some major threat. I think the anti-ballistic mist, uh, missile systems in addition to the top secret weapons and the even more secretive weapons they have, not to sound too conspiratorial, but I think those will deter North Korea's nukes if he ever decides to launch one anyways. So the next thing is that the UK is already making deals with Turkey and other countries now that they've left the EU. Okay, this is interesting. And the reason why I bring this up is because not just Brexit, there's a big debate as to whether or not the UK will thrive after leaving the European Union. But there are a lot of people, for example, like Vladimir Putin, who don't believe in the European Union and don't see a purpose in it. But at the same time, he can understand why it's being formed, right? I do believe personally, without getting too conspiratorial, because those are more for the afternoon episodes, um, I believe personally the European Union was formed for many different reasons, obviously. But one of them was to overall equate... Uh, or form an equal equivalency of government amongst all the different countries, meaning that all the countries are equal no matter how much GDP was contributed or not contributed. But that's the whole point. And I'm not trying to side with Vladimir Putin in everything, but if he makes a point about one thing I agree with, I'll absolutely agree with that in the sense that whether this person is far left or far right, because it doesn't matter what political party or country or ethnic group you're related to or affiliated with. The best ideas in your mind, not in my mind, in your mind have to win. Like when I mean win, I mean come out on top, right? And so if Germany contributes more to the EU than Italy does by, you know, tenfold, which I would dare to say is even more than that, but I'm just keeping it low for conservative estimations. Why should... Italy received the same amount of funding Germany does from the EU. Why should Germany have to pay all this money when they're already contributing in many different ways? You get what I'm saying? And this is one of the things that Trump's been talking about too, and I don't blame him in many regards. So we have to take a step back and we have to look at these things and say, okay, is Vladimir Putin making a point? You know what? He is. Because contrary to Western media... There's more than two sides to the story. There usually is. And if there are, then the media only reports one side. So again, there's always going to be an extra side or angle to the story. Excuse me. The next thing is that... Oh, also, I did want to mention very quickly, too, that I didn't think that the UK was going to have major issues. I think they were going to strike deals with countries after leaving the EU, and I didn't think that was going to be a problem to begin with. So, again, let's totally... Uh, Let's totally take that uh, take that with a grain of salt, but understand that this is important. Now, the next thing and the final thing, actually, uh, is that Obama ally uh, Michael Pelliger was removed, removed from the Chicago ministry pending a sexual abuse investigation, not allegation, investigation. So this was a person that was part of a clergy, part of a ministry or congregation, whatever, what have you, and 
Yeah, he's accused of sexual misconduct. I mean, surprise, surprise. I mean, look, the way I see it is this, not to get too religious, but if you live a life of solidarity and solitude and you can't have sex and things like this, particularly within the Catholic religion, and, and not all of them, but within the Catholic religion specifically, what do you think was going to happen? You know what I mean? What did you honestly think was going to happen? They weren't going to get attracted to to the, the girls or the boys that they see serving uh, at the church? It's terrible to say, but it's true. Right. So anyways, that's it for today. The main focus for the rest of the day will be the Georgia Senate race unless something else in the world dramatic uh, occurs. But anyways, thank you so much, guys, for watching and we'll catch you a little bit later for the regularly scheduled episode. Cheers.